Welcome to NASCAR Radio. This is episode 122 of NASCAR Radio, where trading cards and racing meet. I'm your pal Val. With me is the amazing Jason. Jason, how are you tonight? Doing good. Glad to be back. And then the man, the myth, the legend, PSA and White Castle Hall of Famer, Logan. How are you? I'm thinking about buying a blue check mark. <laughs> yeah, you're not on sale, so. <laughs> so, um, before we get started, guys, uh, I just want to say one thing. Uh, I think everybody is aware of what happened this weekend with Coy Gibbs. So I just want to say that Jason, Val, and I would like to take a moment to send our condolences to the Gibbs family on the loss of Coy Gibbs. And our thoughts and prayers are with you guys. Just wanted to put that out there because it's very, very sad. Tragic. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks for everybody for joining the show today we got a race recap um we're gonna talk about the champions we got some really cool interesting f1 auctions and then we're gonna finish up with king's court but first thanks to our sponsor panini america and also shout out to new subscriber the card story and also shout out to race dude and e180 techno for the youtube comments and we read them and uh, so leave them Thumbs up, everybody. Okay, let's let's go into it. So we had a few races going on here, season-ending championship races. Yeah. So over in the Camping World Truck Series, that was race number twenty-three, and that was the twenty-eighth annual Lucas Oil One Hundred and Fifty, and that was Friday, November fourth, at Phoenix Raceway. Zane Smith was our winner. Highest finish rookie was Corey Heim at position seven with that uh zane smith is our champion that's his first in the truck series yeah I, hasn't he been the runner-up like the last two years i think i can't remember i just looking here at the list of the ben rose last year's champion was uh runner-up this year so maybe they swapped last year then I think they this did. Year. so we've talked about zane smith's cards before there's some of his cards there with the 2018 Dunruss, next in line. And also with the Dunruss signatures there. He's also in 2018 Panini Certified, just with signatures. That's that next signatures. 2018 Panini Prime, just clear silhouettes there. And then 2018 Panini Victory Lane, a base card there to the right, card number 48. Yeah, I like that Victory Lane card. I, I like that set. They don't grade very well, but I do like those cards. Yeah, you were saying that before about what those, you know, have the black dark borders, right, with that foil, and then the back with the dark, so it must uh, chip easily. Now, I'm assuming you think Ty and Zane Smith look very similar. Yeah, I know. I, I, I noticed that. <laughs> Which, I'll give you credit, they do. I mean, I can see it easily, but <laughs> I saw that signature, and I thought, that's really weird, and then I saw the name, so... Yeah, I guess it was from last week when I was po putting the all together for all of the championship four. So I got my um, graphics messed up there. So Tom and Jessica are looking on. <laughs> yeah, he's he's jealous. Yeah. yeah Lane <laughs> Smith's the champion, man. He, he, Tom and Jeske ended up crashing out. That was sad. Our rookie of the year, Corey Heim, finished – 14th in points, which is pretty good. Haley Deacon finished 21st. So Corey Heim, 
2022. This year is his rookies. He's got our Dunros rated rookie card number 32. And then printing plates naturally, signature series in Donruss. And then Chronicles, all kinds of Chronicles there in the clearly Donruss, the Magnitude, Obsidian, Pinnacle, Select, and Spectra. He's running for Cowbush Motorsports, so he's got some good equipment. I'm looking forward to see what he does next year. Yeah, and of course, Kyle Busch Motorsports is switching from Toyota to Chevrolet. Don't know that I'm a big fan of that because I like Toyota because I own a couple <laughs> Toyotas. And <laughs> so I'm a big Toyota fan, but, you know, I still like Kyle Busch. I'm not going to stop liking Kyle Busch. So I'll just I'll root for his team. Yeah, we'll see how that goes, um, how that affects the truck series next year. Uh, next race. Next Extra Energy 250, Daytona International Speedway, Friday, February 17th. Oh, I thought that was next week. <laughs> How'd you like that? So we got a few days off. Yeah, we do. We'll, 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 or they have, they have a few days off, yes. And then moving over to the Xfinity Series, that was race number 33. So they ran 10 more races than the Truck Series. So race number 33, Xfinity. That was the 24th annual Xfinity Series Championship race, and that was Saturday, November 5th at Phoenix Raceway. Ty Gibbs was our winner. Highest finishing rookie was Sheldon Creed at position six. Uh, Noah Greskin was giving it everything he could to try to get to Ty's bumper there at the last few laps, but he just couldn't get close enough to to move him. So, Yeah, I think the plan was to move him. Uh, I, I... You kind of heard that from from Dale Earnhardt Jr. and you heard it from uh, Noah Gregson as well. I think if they got to the bumper, it was going to be on. Yeah. So uh, uh, from if I remember right, uh, he had some Noah Gregson some issues on pit road that uh, cost him some spots. So, but Noah Gregson, Justin Allgaier, Landon Castle, AJ Dominger is the, the top five there. Yeah, n- none of us picked Ty freaking Gibbs to win that race or the championship. Yeah, well, we, all thought, we, we all thought he was going to get dumped at some point during the race, and it, it just never happened. Yeah, we thought Noah or somebody would have uh, kind of not wreck him, but you know, made it so that he he couldn't win. Like I said, with a last lap bump or whatever it is, and mm-hmm. but that never materialized, and uh, Ty was the winner. So his rookies twenty twenty. Panini Chronicles and Crusade, Phoenix Score and Spectra, and then 2020 Panini Prism scripted signatures. I know I have a slide for him. There's some of those there with the Phoenix on the left. Scripted signatures from Prism in the middle, the Spectra in the top right, and then the score below that. And then with that, the Rookie of the year is Austin Hill. He finished the season in sixth overall in points, which is pretty impressive. Ty Gibbs, Noah Greskin, Justin Allgaier, Josh Berry, fourth, A.J. Amendinger, fifth, and Austin Hill, sixth, Sam Mayer, seventh, Brandon Jones, eighth, Daniel Hamrick, ninth, and Riley Herbst, position 10 for the season. And then with Austin Hill... His rookies are in 2021 Dunruss. He's got two cards in there, the base, and then the retro 88s and all of the parallels. Dunruss Optic, Optic Signatures, uh, Panini Chronicle, Zenith, 
and Spectra and 2021 Panini Prism signing sessions. Okay. I'm curious to see how Austin Hill does if he moves up, if he stays at Xfinity another year or moves up. But I think um, he's got a pretty good shot at going the cup eventually. I think I don't think it's going to be this year, this next in 2023. I'm I'm probably going to expect to see him in 2024. Would be my guess. I'd probably agree with that. So I'm not going to be. I don't want to be Debbie Downer here, but while before before we get off of Xfinity and Ty freaking Gibbs. We, I think we need to talk just briefly about Coy Gibbs, his dad passing away literally less than 24 hours after Ty Gibbs won the championship for Xfinity. What, let me ask you guys, what do you think this may, or what kind of effect do you think this is going to have on Ty freaking Gibbs? I mean, I know it's going to be bad. I mean, is it going to make him determined to go out now and make his dad proud? Or is it just going to say, I give up and I just want to race again? I don't know. I've been thinking about that same thing. I can't remember. I know we've had a lot of tragic stuff in NASCAR. I can't remember anything off the top of my head that is similar to this. You know, I know the Bobby Allison, his family had a lot of tragedy um, with losing his two boys. But, you know, I don't know, you know, for Joe Gibbs losing two sons now at the same age of 49, it was didn't realize that JD was 40. It was the same age that Coy was when he passed and just you know what that does to the to the family and um yeah i don't know i don't either i it's just a tragic i i just couldn't believe it that this is actually it happened something maybe you see in a movie or a tragedy or whatever but right. um you know the the night of you know winning the championship and then they're out celebrating and then the next morning uh you know he passes in sleep it's just from the highest to highs, I think, you know, Logan was saying the lowest lows. It's just a tragic thing that for any family, it's just, you know, to regroup and, you know, they have the off season too, to, to deal with all this too. So. Yeah. And, you know, you know, Coy Gibbs, you know, I'm pretty sure that Joe Gibbs is not really in the day to day operations of Joe Gibbs racing anymore. I'm fairly certain, certain that that was handed over to Coy. So, the other question is now, you know, what does Joe Gibbs Racing do going forward? How does how does this team look as a whole? You know, look what happened when Dale Earnhardt Sr. passed away. You know, it didn't take long for that team to finally just go away because they didn't have their leader. I mean, now of course they still have Joe Gibbs still has their leader, but they don't have you know somebody who's in the day to day. I mean, I'm sure Joe probably will find somebody to run the company. But, you know, what does this do to Joe Gibbs? Is his interest going to wane? Is he going to, like, say, I give up? I mean, I don't think so because Joe Gibbs is a strong man of faith. I think he's going to persevere. I think he's going to keep going. It's going to be very, very difficult for him to do so, but I think he will. I I think that Ty Gibbs will – he will deal with this in his own way, but I think he's got too much raw natural talent to walk away from racing. So I think we'll see him racing in cup next year, but it's going to be, again, it's to me, it's, and I haven't stopped thinking about it since it happened. And it's, it's one of the absolute saddest things I've ever heard of. So I just, I, again, our prayers are out to those guys. I mean, really, well, even, you know, without 
uh, losing Koi that, you know, getting back to the racing part of it, that Denny Hamlin, you know, his days are kind of numbered, right? He has an exit strategy. He's going to go to 23XI and that. Martin Truex is kind of getting, you know, is up there. Uh, his as exit, you know, is kind of getting open here because, you know, not winning last year or this year. And it's Christopher Bell and, and Ty Gibbs who's going to be running his first season. So even that transition from having all these older drivers to trying to get some, you know, new, newer drivers, right? So uh, Hendrick has gone through that phase and now, um, they have a whole bunch of younger drivers, you know, Roush is working through theirs. Uh, Stuart Haas is working through theirs and Penske, you know, bringing in Austin Sendrick, uh, with Bradley even. So, you know, there's just this other kind of movement as well. So it, there's a lot going on out there. You know, for something like this, obviously there's no, no such thing as good timing, but based on the situation, with it being the end of the season, he won. It would be much more, it's still tough to say, but much more detrimental But it had it been June or July or something like that. Because then mm-hmm. trying to finish the season, something like that, and it's all the other stuff that isn't related to the sport of getting affairs in order and all that type of stuff. And I actually have a friend who whose mother passed away two or three days after her wedding. So it's kind of that same thing of you have this high, high that you don't get to thoroughly enjoy. And all of a sudden you kind of have to grow up a little bit more and handle the affairs and the house. And she actually was a business owner too. So then all of a sudden now you're running a business that you weren't expecting. And while, you know, Ty is not necessarily going to run that business I'm sure he's going to take on additional responsibilities and especially if he's going to move up. Mm-hmm. But going back to what I said in the beginning, I think the timing helps him because there are what three, four months to go through that stuff off season where if it was, like I said, June or July it would be much more difficult to finish that season. Um, so again, no good timing, but I think this is the best case scenario for something like that to happen as far as the, the timing goes. Mm-hmm. I, I think they'll bounce back. I think we'll, it, it may take some time, but I think they'll bounce back. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, we'll see when they unload in Daytona in February. I think they have some time to grieve and work through these you know issues and then possibly the start of the season might be a good distraction to get them, um, you know, back or maybe focused or whatever. So, yeah. But Okay. All right. Moving over to the cup series. That was the race number 36. And that was the 35th annual NASCAR cup series championship race Sunday, November 6th at Phoenix raceway. Joey Logano was our winner and champion. Highest finishing rookie was Austin Cindric at position 11. And Austin Cindric is the rookie of the year, finishing the season in position 12. Yeah, we saw we saw the Austin Cindric thing coming. But uh, proud for Joey. He's now a multiple-time champion in NASCAR, and he's 
the 17th person or 17th driver to do that. So kudos to him. We, we like Joey Logano. I think we've mentioned it before, but we've had dinner with him a couple of times and he's a really nice guy. Yes. Yes, he is. I just want to let the record show that the least knowledgeable person about NASCAR picked two of the three winners. Yes, but yeah. we have to give you your due. That that is definitely yeah. definitely. I knew that was coming. Yeah, <laughs> I knew that was coming. So, um, <laughs> Jason predicted Zane Smith was would win. No Greskin for uh, Xfinity and Joey Logano for Cup. So, and yeah. oddly enough. The one that I felt most confident about was Noah Gragson, and that's the one that I got wrong. <laughs> well, don't feel bad. I, we were, we, I mean, you both picked him, and oh. um, <laughs> uh, so did all the analysts and everything else. They thought uh, that he was, you know, had the most momentum going in, and of course, they missed a, a little bit of the, the pit <laughs> strategy and pit crew there. So, yeah, I'm a loser. <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> yeah I, I i didn't do i didn't do good at all in my picks so don't li- don't ever listen to me i guess from now on <laughs> that's why we're not a sports betting <laughs> no podcast right <laughs> for, for nascar but joe logano we've talked about him a few times uh this that was his fourth win of the season and if you remember we talked about it in 2008 and that press pass kind of rushed to get him Joey Logano, since he was the next thing, since life spread into cards, uh, into into the different different products. So he was in the 20, 2008 Press Pass American Thunder. You can see that there on the top, the graded one. Mm-hmm. That's the the auto there. And then he had two inserts: the Campaign Trail and the Delegates. The Campaign Trail is the one underneath, and the Delegates the one on the right, uh, the front and the back there. And then the 2008 press pass signings. Uh, and you can see how Joey did his, started to do his early autographs where he would start uh, with the Joey and then finish with the Y and then swing back around to start the L in Logano. So, and then I think not pictured here is the 2008 press pass VIP card number zero. That was a special insert serial number to 499. Those are nice to find as well. And then he's in the 2008 Press Pass Legends autographs. And then uh, the card, they're serial number to 125 of those autographs. But the really cool one is the inscription number to 10 with the sliced bread. Yeah. I think it was was Randy LaJoy that called him there, I think. I I thought it was Mark Martin or somebody, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was Randy LaJoy. Maybe maybe it was him or Mark Martin. It's one of those two for sure. So, Louis, Joey Logano there, second championship. And then our highest finishing rookie was Austin Cedric. There's some Austin Cedric. The 2018 Dunruss, the Phenoms. That's the one in the middle there. That's the cracked ice version. There's a 2018 Panini certified. That's down on the bottom there. That's the, I think that's the orange mirror there. Yeah, front and back, you can see that that's his only, well, that's one of his base cards in 2018. Mm-hmm. There's also 2018 Panini Prism scripted signatures. There's the blue and the green version there to the right. And then there's also 2018 Victory Lane. He has a base card there. And then 
Victory Lane signatures, and those are the two up on the top, the gold and the silver versions of Austin Cedric, our 2022 Rookie of the Year. Yeah, there's a Rookie of the Year set on the PSA set registry. I had to send them a, a, a slot request to add him in, so I don't, I don't know how long that'll take. Probably take a few days to get that added in. So, cool. So that finishes up NASCAR Formula One. Uh, next race for when is the next race? I thought it was when I say it was. Do I not have it down here? I thought it was maybe this weekend. I believe it's this weekend. Yeah, and they're gonna, they're um, racing in Brazil, and this is the second to last race in Formula One. The last time the race was Sunday, October thirtieth. That was the Mexican Grand Prix, and Max Verstappen was our winner. Yeah, go Max. Yeah, he can. All right, he broke the record for most wins, and he has a chance to extend that a little bit. Yeah, and Lewis Hamilton has two more chances to win a race and continue his streak that started in 2007 of at least one race win per year. I would love to see him win one. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind it right now. I mean, I, I'm not the biggest Lewis fan, but you know, you're not anti Lewis either. But I'm not anti Lewis either. So yeah, I, I wouldn't mind him seeing him win. He. He's been close here lately, and, and Mercedes is getting their act together, so who knows? Maybe he will. Yeah, definitely. He's been finishing, what, second, right, the last couple of weeks, so yep. he's getting there. Uh, I wanted to move on to – there were some cool F1 auctions that I saw pop up here and there. Uh, one of them was on PWCC, and it's 1952 Chocolate Logang. Langlon champions. Langlon? Yeah. Something like that. And it's at Juan Manuel Fangio? Yeah, Juan Manuel Fangio, yes. So they're saying this is a rookie. Uh, this is a PSA 3, uh, card number 25. So that's the front. It looks beautiful. I love the colors in it. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure why it's a 3, but maybe it's got some creases or maybe... Uh, here's the back. Got a little staining on the back. But I, I thought they would designate it with the ST, but maybe not. But again, it I just love those colors with the red and, and stuff. So for a 52. Yeah, it's a beautiful card. Uh, you know, and it's it's very, you know, tops tops like from the same era, you know, with the mm -hmm. the kind of the the black and white pictures that have been colorized and things like that. That's, that's kind of what they've, they've done there. Those, those are, it's a really, I agree with you. It's a very nice looking card. So this is over at PWCC. It does not, uh, auction does not start until uh, Thursday. So when this drops Friday, um, you can go out and look at PWCC and um, check it out and see what the auction. I think it's lot. looks like S134. And then also, let me share my screen. Now, Golden has some, hopefully that's showing up. Oh, let me take that off. Okay. So, you know, we talked about this 2005 Formula Lewis Hamilton F3. So this is a Mint 9, which is, you know, very cool, especially with the perforated tabs that, get pulled off so mm -hmm. i don't know if there's i don't want to say you know it all depends on the grade you get how they handle those but 
So that's a nine. What was interesting is that there's two of them in this auction. Yeah, and you notice there's no bids yet. Right. So I don't think it's gone live. Well, no, there was another auction, another card there that had a bid already. Oh yeah, so it ends in sixteen days. Yeah, right. If I was a seller, I'd be highly upset. That there's two at the same time. Yeah, but I don't know. You know the motivation. I guess to sell these, he's just wanting to get get out of them or whatever it is. So that's a ten thousand dollars starting bid. This one's also a ten thousand dollars starting bid. I know which one I'd be bidding on if I had that kind of money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but okay, so. The Juan Manuel Fangio. So that was a 52 we were looking at before with the chocolate one. And so here's a 51. Yep. So the edges are, I don't know what this, I guess it's out of something perforated as well. It may very well be because the top looks clean, but the other yeah. three sides look, look like it may come in some yeah. kind of sheet or something. Yeah. It's at the, it was at the top, maybe. Yeah. That, that, that'd be what I'd say. Yeah, I think that'd be best. So that's really cool. Uh, that's got a bid out of um, it started at a thousand. It's got a bid. So I love the the older older stuff and even the '84 a rookie card here, a scratch and play. That's perfect. yeah. You know this this right now we're going through the same thing that soccer is going through since F1 and soccer are both worldwide sports there are also worldwide issues of cards and there are things that we've never seen that have never been cataloged. And these things are literally popping out of the woodwork. Now, you know, people are, you know, making trips to South America and over to Europe and things and going to flea markets and buying cards, you know, so uh, that's kind of what we're kind of what we're seeing right now. Yeah. We can get somebody to, uh, help fund us. We'll go over to Europe and go to all the yard sales and stuff and try to dig up some of this stuff. Yep. If I had the money, I'd be doing it. I'd be making trips to down to Brazil, making trips over to, to Europe. Uh, you, you name it. I'd be going all over the world looking for cards. That'd be, that'd be fun. Actually. If I, if I had won the lottery, that's what I'd do. <laughs> we also have another 2006 Futura Grand Prix, Lewis Hamilton. This is a PSA eight. This is currently at three bids at $3,000. So we've seen a few of these now come up. And then, oh, what's this? Is this another 2005? This is 2005. And this oh, is, nice. there's a, yeah, there's the fabric uh, Schumacher special memorabilia. Let's see what the back says. 34195, it looks like. Which we had one of these in King's Court last week. Different kind of different kind of patch, and so that's at twelve hundred with three bids. So there's kind of the vintage, with uh, I don't know if you want to call two thousand five, but some of that stuff's so rare, I guess, as opposed to the newer, more mass-produced twenty twenty tops products there. But you got a Lewis Hamilton auto there for eight thousand max. It's five thousand. Lando Norris eighteen hundred with nine bids. Is that an auto? Yes, that's an auto. Yeah, I was looking at that auto. It's very compact. That's what I was looking yeah. at. I don't even know what that says. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. The way that... I was going to say maybe Lando, but I, I don't no. know. <laughs> it says... Blah, 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 blah. Gotcha. <laughs> then we got some Sapphire Edition SP Golds, Max Verstappen, and um, 
there's Hamilton. Of course, with these, they're all there's like 16 days still left. So lots of time as this is just open. But I wanted to bring it to uh, folks' attention. So if you're shopping for some of the older vintage, check out Golden or even some of the new stuff if that's your fancy. So, But some really cool stuff out on auction. That's awesome. So I don't know if we... Maybe we talked about it before. So, you know, I know we're, the economy is kind of slowing down. It looks like some of the flippers have left F1. But I was going to say that there might be great opportunities to buy some really good stuff. You know, even in NASCAR, either people wanting to get out of stuff. I've got one I'll show you in the King's Court that I thought was, a, you know, a pretty good deal or something that's super rare that, you don't see much in that folks, if they need cash, they might drop one of these sets out or these cards out. Uh, you might be able to get a you know good deal or whatever if you're looking for it. Because, mm-hmm. you know, some of it is not necessarily the price, but some of it, it could be you just can't find it, right? We know all oh, about yeah. that, Logan. <laughs> I know all about it. <laughs> oh, my gosh, I know. Um, yeah, just to actually find the card is is the big thing, not even necessarily the price, so. Exactly. Um, something I want to talk, touch on real quick. It's an observation that I made about a set on the PSA set registry. There's a Lewis Hamilton master set right now that is on the PSA set registry. Nobody, of course, it, nobody has it has it complete. But how many hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of different Lewis Hamilton cards do you think they PSA has graded? I mean, it's got to be. I bet, I bet they've graded a thousand different Lewis Hamilton cards. Wouldn't you think by now? Or it's got to be total cool. or different, different, different par- ones. parallels and yeah, all the parallels, all the different cards. I'm sure it's a few hundred at least. It's, yeah. it's, it's got to be several hundred. All right. Check this out on the PSA set registry for the Lewis Hamilton master set. You know how many cards it takes to complete that set? Don't even know. 38 you know what does that tell you that tells you people are not collecting it that tells you that people are flipping the crap out of it out of lewis hamilton cards because otherwise if people were collecting this set they would always be saying hey i need you to add this card to the lewis hamilton master set I need you to add this card but they're not doing it you know i've had them add two or three different cards that i've got now to it that weren't even on there that are pretty common cards so People are not collecting these things that are graded. All they're trying to do is, is flip them. I mean, that that's that's what I get out of seeing that. So how can you only, and this is rhetorical, but how can you only have 38 when there were more than 38 in what tops? Was it 20 or 21? But I'll weren't there you. more than 38 cards? I'll tell you. Well, here, I think if you here. go to the list, it'll. I thought it was like, Four, uh, I don't know. I can look it up while you guys are talking, but I thought it was like 400 and something, right? Something like that. But here, here's how it works with PSA. They don't add every single card to this set, right? They only add the cards that they grade to this set. So if there's been a card that they haven't graded yet, it's not going to be in this set, right? So not to go off it. on a whole new thing, but why would they not just go ahead and add it? Because it's Here's the, here's the thing about it, Jason. If if you're trying to complete that set on the registry, it, you'd never complete it. 
there's so many different cards. There's there, it'd be it'd be completely impossible for any one person to have all those cards graded and done on the set. That's why they only do the cards that they've graded. That way, if you've got that card and it's been graded, you can add it to your set. That's that's the way it works. All right, you ready for the numbers? Go Lewis Hamilton, it. 890 cards. And that was before, I think that was the start of the season I wrote those down. Max has got 682. Okay, so they've only done 38. And here's what, here's what happened, Jason. They created this set early on when they only had maybe... 20 something cards that PSA is graded, right? So as time has gone on and people have gotten cards that are actually trying to do this set, they said, Hey, I need you to add this card that I got to the set. So that's why the number is so small. But my point is, is, you know, and I'm looking at it right now. There's only 15 people trying to collect this set. I'm one of them. Um, so that that to me, what that what that screams to me is, hey, I got Lewis Hamilton. I'm gonna get it graded. I'm gonna sell it and get rid of it. I'm not gonna try to collect it. All I want to try to do is make some fast cash. Yeah. So what's the percentage? Highest percentage of completion. Highest percentage of completion is eighteen point four two percent. Okay. I am at ten point five three percent. So eighteen percent of thirty eight. Correct. Yes. So that's like seven cards. Yeah. Doesn't that, doesn't that tell you? I mean, what do you guys think? I- well, I think part of it, though, could be that the registry is kind of new to F1 collectors and that they either don't know and haven't put them out there or that uh, they're still either assembling them. So if you're trying to go after Max... Max Hamilton, right? Lewis Hamilton, (laughs) you know, to try to acquire them. That's, that's a lot of cash to to try to get them after the high prices. Right. So maybe people will go after it now that the prices are coming down. I'm not sure, but I would think it'd be more than 38, but there might be, maybe they're not any, again, you have to have a diehard Lewis Hamilton, PSA collector to get on those at registry. And they could have them and they just aren't graded. Or they're graded by SGC or CSG just because of all the, the just dealing with PSA. Yeah. PSA has definitely not made it easy to deal with them lately, right? Or And how much the expenses has come up. Only now have they gotten back to the, the $15 for a limited time, so yeah, well, that's just my observation. That's the way I see it is that most of your collectors are not collectors per se. You know, there's a lot of them that are just, hey, I got this Lewis Hamilton. I'm going to get it graded. I'm going to flip it as soon as I get it back. And well, we've seen that, right? We saw somebody who bought one of those Lewis Hamilton Futura and for seven and trying to flip sell it on eBay for 14, right? Mm-hmm. Which they've come down to like 12 now. I mean, don't forget, like, we're talking somebody is not necessarily going for the full full Monty right out of the gate. Oh no. Somebody in there could be only doing tens or somebody could be only doing nines. Like in Logan, you know this just as better than anybody else. There's so many different ways that you can do a registry. Like people do ones of cards, you know, that sort of thing. So that one person that has 
seven cards of the 38 could very well be going for, you know, the highest of high. But I, I agree with you. I don't think that's what's happening. I think it's a flipper for sure. So I just wanted to make that observation. Sorry to, of course, I'm, I'm, I'm the king of derailment, but. No, no, no. Again, I just want to just wrap up or whatever for, uh, just say, I just saw those F1 auctions. We saw those, the vintage ones. I know how you, uh, like, uh, one manual on you. Yeah. Him. <laughs> that guy, that, that, that guy, one, that well, one guy. <laughs> But the fact that there was a, a 52 saying it was his rookie, and then I'm looking at Golden, and I see a 51, and I'm like, all right, here we go. It Stuff's coming right out of the woodwork, no, and it's coming out of so fast, nobody knows what a rookie is. Or they're kind of saying, it's kind of like I was at the show, just I'll go derailment here for a second. I'm at the show, guy's got a 2016 Panini Prism, Chase Elliott, tell me it's his rookie card or whatever, and, you know, I'm like, okay. You know, <laughs> known as 2011 element. Anyway, so mm -hmm. it was, <clears throat> again, but anyway, um, that's all I have. I don't know if you guys don't have anything else. Maybe time to cue the music. Uh, let's see. Do I have anything? Let me check my list real quick before we cue the music. That's uh, fine. Check oh, one thing about Joey Logano. Let's go back to Joey Logano real quick. Okay. Joey, if you're out there and you're listening to this fabulous podcast. Where are our silver packs from the 2022 Donruss optic cards that you were going to give away? We want them. Can you send them to us? Send them to NASCAR radio. We will give them away for you. Yes. All right. I'm going to play this for a second here. Do it. All right, people, if you like giveaways, we got a wicked giveaway for you. Panini sent me a box full of trading cards. Check these things out. We got a boatload of them. They said, do whatever you want with them. So we decided to give them away to you guys. So we're going to pick 10 winners from Twitter, 10 winners from Instagram, 10 winners from Facebook. All you got to do is comment the 22 and 22. Hashtag the 22 and 22. And we're going to be giving this out. Look at a whole bunch of. So there you go. <laughs> got a wicked giveaway. It's a wicked giveaway if we could just get the cards. That's it. If we would just give them away. Don't have to give yeah. them to us, but. Yeah. Just give them out. And if anybody out there gets any, let us know. We would love to see them. Yes. We, uh, we're dying to see those. So, Okay. And, and I've got one more. I got so much stuff. I'm sorry. I got one, one more thing too. And this, this goes back to this weekend at Phoenix, especially the truck race in particular, but uh friend of the show, Justin Schaefer, his Twitter handle is charm city graphs. And he was at the Phoenix race. He went to all the races, I think. And he picked up a ton of autographs. I think he said yeah, he had like 313 autographs, five hero cards, and six hats is what he picked up. But what he really got that was super cool is he got the front end bumper assembly, the light tail, the headlights, everything of Haley Deegan's truck. And he also got the right front fender as well. And it's got some paint on it from the wall where she hit the wall and you know, it's got that kind of turquoise color paint. So I thought that was really cool. So shout out, shout out to Justin. Uh, good job, man. That's really cool. So when you said that, maybe think of, I totally missed it that uh, our segment for a user, a user, right? Or... <laughs> <laughs> that's the database guy. And you talking, that's, that's a database guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got some SQL users here that need access to the, yeah. Some of the listeners, 
uh, <laughs> we have a segment if you have you know get some good pulls or you you know have some awesome collection or something you want us to show that call curtis uh i had joey logano theme here this was some of his cards that he submitted and again it's you know the top left one that's fanfare and again we were talking about it earlier about how he changed joey logano changed his signature there from that version there where it's you know one pen stroke with the joey and then the finishing the y coming back around for the logano and then how he changed it there to the prime patch or the don Rostabolo where he kind of he loved again this is something that like joey logano told me you know me and logan and we were at one of those dinners there because i asked him about the change in his signature and that he liked the way that j and the l uh were from uh, something maybe his dad had in one of his shops or something like that so uh that's why he fancies that um signature the way it is but he thought it was kind of childish i guess to have that one stroke auto and then changed it so is that kind of why you remembered it um logan yeah yeah exactly that's what he said uh and also want to say something remember that you can't spell logano without logan That's true. And that's a pretty cool patch there on the right. I don't know if that's from, is that from Absolute? Yes. Is it? Yeah, that's Absolute. It's Jason, any idea where that's from? That's got to be the Pendulum. The O and the I. It's got to be. Actually, going back to the signature, though, I was thinking, and you kind of debunked my thought, but there's a spider. Um, <laughs> I was thinking that I could see where he might have changed his signature because of the stickers because see it, that bottom left the timeless treasures how it fits on the sticker where his loop there's no way that thing's fitting on there so that was actually my thought but you you know totally blew that out of the water so yeah i think i'm trying to remember when we had dinner with him a few times if that was like 17 18 i think it was 17 and 18 i think and he he was uh he hadn't even gotten married the first time we had yeah, the first time he was engaged, and the second time he'd gotten married, but then lost his wedding ring when they were yeah. around there or something. So that was a pretty interesting conversation at the table there. So at the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that that was yes. Uh, also, I don't think I have all the information out here for now, but that one of the other events, the stocks for Tots is coming up early December. They've released the list of autograph guests, so I can cover that on another show. You're going to be in, I think it's more Mooresville or Kannapolis, one of those two. But Bobby Allison, Donnie Allison, I think Dale Inman has uh, committed to it. Kelly Earnhardt and a few of the other. I think Manny D's in there, isn't he? Yeah, I think he's in there. Todd Gillen, his father. Uh, like I said, I'm off the top of my head. Some of the usual ones that go there too. But if there's any interest, I can go deeper into that on the next show. You know, I saw that list and I I picked out. It was a huge list. It's I, it's a lot I mean, of folks. A lot of folks, but for me, there was about maybe a couple dozen in that list that I would want to really get autographs from. Nothing against the other guys, but I would go to. There's about a couple dozen guys I would definitely really want to go see. So it, it, it's like shooting fish in a barrel, getting autographs there. You just yeah. got to be prepared. Yeah, they do that. Well, they've been doing it for years, uh, and I've been a few times. It's a lot of fun. And there's a way to buy, you know, again, the money goes to the charity for the children. And 
that you can, I guess there are so many limited, you can kind of buy your way up to the front of the line or, you know, uh, to get to go through the line uh, earlier than later. So it's, it's a pretty cool experience because it made me think of when you were talking about shooting fish in a barrel and getting all those autographs. It's kind of like the same thing where you get the list and I, you know, had a whole stack of cards and trying to go through and try to figure out who's where. Because Ray Abraham's been there. Richard Petty's been there before. I think Dale Hart Jr. has been there before. Uh, Rex White's been there numerous times. So uh, Humpy Wheel will be there as well. Yeah. So, but anyway, that's all I got. Okay. Uh, I do have one more little quick thing. I'm just going to mention it. I'm not going to go into any detail about it, but right after the show last week, we found out that uh, Jimmy Johnson obtained ownership stake in Petty GMS Racing. So I'm just going to say, okay, <laughs> to that, we'll see how that goes. Jimmy's going to, Jimmy's apparently going to come back to NASCAR and run some selected races in 2023. We will see how that goes. I'm super excited about that. Um, I know you're not. Not a fan. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Well, if, if Chad Knauss goes over there, then watch out. But. Oh, my gosh. If, if Chad Knauss goes over there, then Petty GMS is going to be the new uh, the new Hendrick Motorsports. <laughs> All right, ready to cue music? Cue the music, brother. Do it. So I preempted uh, the King's Court here for this group that I noticed had sold the other day. Uh, 1986 Sports Star Photographics. It's actually a full set with the Earnhardt graded PSA 7. Uh, it went for $1,250. Uh, wow. Had a best offer of 1500 And, you know, Logan knows this as well. But the Earnhardt is a short print. The Jeff Bodine to the left is a short print. The Harry Gant below that is a short print. And they move it over to the right in the middle. The Tim Richmond is also short print. So it's one of Dale Earnhardt's uh, seniors, one of his really rare cards. The, you know, the, the final one of these is pretty impressive. And then uh, seven's not a bad grade. No, because we, we talked about it before on the show, you know, they they sold these in like little sandwich bags, Ziploc bags at the at the souvenir trailers. So they weren't they weren't ever in what you'd call real wax packs or cello packs or whatever. They, so they they're going to get damaged and dinged around. And they're um, odd sized too. So and they're very odd sized. They're bigger than your standard two and a half by three and a half trading card. So that's yeah, cool, man. Two AJ forts in there. Yeah, Ken likes that. It's got two AJs in there. So, all right. So now back to the original programming. <laughs> okay. So our Joker of the week, <clears throat> this was on the 3rd of November. It's a 1922 Felix Poten Ralph De Palma racing card. It's a, it says third series Indianapolis 500. It says Formula One, but it's really not Formula One per se. But this card, uh, as you can see, is very old. Felix Poten. That was a grocery store chain in France back in the day. And I guess they gave these cards out as some kind of premiums or something uh, at the grocery stores. And I mean, th they're very common. You can find these cards 
they're all over eBay. Not not this particular card, but Felix Potent cards as a whole. But anyway, this card went out to bidding. It went for $246.50 with eight bids. So that's a really cool card. 1922, yeah. 100 years old, wow. Yeah, and Ralph De Palma, he is a Indianapolis 500 winner. So, again, this is right up Ken's Alley. Sure is. So, that, that, that was a pretty neat card. I saw that. That's very unusual. You don't see those pop up very much as far as the racing goes because they had all, all kinds of different sports. They had cycling, of course. I think there's some soccer. There's all kinds of different uh, different cards from you know the series is that they series is the series that they had there so yeah pretty neat all right so let's oh and siri is listening to me <clears throat> she's a big fan of the show she is a big fan of the show all right next up's our jack of the week our young driver this is the 8th of november the 2020 tops chrome f1 lando calrissian norris Number seven, it's a uh, short print refractor. It's a PSA 10. And they were asking $799.99 for it. They accepted a best offer of $650 for that card. Okay. So that's probably about right. You know, I'd say it's right about the right ballpark these days, especially with prices that are coming down. That's a nice card. I liked it. I thought it was a beauty. It's looking to see if uh, it's not a refractor or anything like that. It's just uh, looks like the base uh, short print. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's nice. It's a short print, yeah. Very nice. Next. All right, next up is the Queen of the Week. This is on the 2nd of November, 2020 Panini National Treasures qualifying marks, Haley Deegan. And they say it's an on-card auto, which it is. And they were asking $250 for this, and they accepted a best offer of $200. It's number seven out of 10. Number seven out of 10. 200 bucks. Yeah, not bad for Haley. I mean, uh, you know, she showed what she she could do in a car uh, when she made her one and only Xfinity start. So I still have a lot of faith in her. I think she can get the job done. She's just got to get in the right equipment. All right. So next is our king of the week. I like this card a lot. Wow. I actually, I actually bid on it, but I stopped <laughs> at $500. Um, <laughs> this was on the 8th of November. Chase Elliott, 2016 Panini Prism, Rainbow Prism. It's out of 24, as we all know. And they say Rookie Auto, but you know, it's really not as Rookie Auto. But anyway, it's number 13 of 24. And it went to bidding. And I was interested to see this because I've seen other cards the same card out there for you know like two thousand dollars or more you know you know buy it now but this went went for like i said it went for 619 dollars with 21 bids so that's probably about right the only thing i don't like about that card is it's off center left to right that that does bother me yeah uh Yeah, I'm looking at the base here in the lower level. Yeah, not a ton, but it definitely, when you're paying $600, it matters. Yeah, that's why I stopped. I said, nah, I'm not paying more than this for this card. It's There's just no way. Uh, I, I, there'll, there'll be other examples out there that will I'm sure will probably be a little bit better centered. 
yeah, that's a nice card. I like I like the rainbow cards. I'm trying to collect the base set of that from 2016, and I think I have I need six more cards of the base set. But it's that's been tough. It's a tough set. It is a very tough set since there's only 24 of those bad boys. All right, so next up is our ace of the week. It's our one of one. This is the ninth of November, 2021 Tops Formula One Max Verstappen. Number 168, Foil Fractor, one of one. It's a PSA 9. And somebody went click, and they oh, bought wow. it for, for $2,100. Yeah. But it is a one of one. And, and, you know, it's not one of his base cards. It's one of those race recap cards. Right. But it's, like I said, still one of one. So I, I guess any kind of one of one max you can get is probably probably a good thing yeah that's a lot of money i'm I'm, i'd love to know if they know it's one of those race recaps or not his his base card or and it's a nine too so yeah it's not even a 10 wow but it's like what jason says i mean does it really matter at that point um you know it's a one one yeah it's pretty card i like the full fractors have that pattern on them pretty nice yeah what do you think about it, jason i'm kind of with you wondering if they know that it's not the main card from the set um at least it's a nine you know thankfully it's not a seven or an eight so yeah yeah, that's that's one of those kind of cards that's like, should I get it just as authentic or should I get it graded for real? Yeah, sometimes I think authentic hurts because then if you get it graded authentic, the buyer could have a tendency to think, okay, well, something is wrong mm-hmm. somewhere. Yep. So, double-edged sword. It is, you're right. It is for sure. All right, so last but not least, our Royal Flush of the Week. This was on the 6th of November. Oh, man. Yeah, look at this thing. 2020 Topps Chrome F1 George Russell. It's a red refractor out of five. And rookie, it's his rookie card. And it's a BGS 8.5. And this bad boy went out for bids, and people wanted this thing, apparently. It went for $23,700 with 54 bids. I mean, my gosh. And, you know, I guess the question is, hey, it's got a red background. Is that kind of like the Ferrari red? You know, maybe that that helped add a little value to it. I don't know. But $6 for shipping. (laughs) <laughs> golly that kills me when people do that just ship it for free and for crying out loud you just made $23,700 almost well, $24,000 I never understood why you wouldn't do it for free shipping because you can select that as a checkbox mm-hmm. to narrow it to refine your search never understood but more important question would you leave this as Beckett or would you flip it to somebody else I'll tell you what I think. Instead, it's an eight or nine. I my experience has been anytime I've ever crossed over any Beckett card to a PSA slab, the grade is always lower. Always. 
I've never had one not be the same or higher. Um, so this this would probably be like maybe a PSA eight or something or so. I, that's a tricky that's a tricky question, Jason. To you know whether you should do that or not. I, if I'm buying it, I'm I'm not going to buy this card. I it, it would already have to be in a PSA holder, I think, for me to, to buy it. Because you could essentially be paying you know whatever it is twenty bucks to lose money. Like, exactly. Totally agree with you. Yeah. It's a nice card. Congrats to whoever got it. You know, I, I think it's I think it's nice. But uh, that is it for this week's King's Court, fellas. Well, thank you, Logan. Well, appreciate everybody listening and watching in to the podcast. Please like, share, leave a comment, positive, negative. Let us know how we're doing. You can submit your user submissions. If you're out on Twitter, you can DM me. Or if you want, you can, on Facebook, attach it to one of the episodes of NASCAR Radio. Anything cool. else, gentlemen? Uh, hashtag uh, skid marks. That's it. And then next week we're going to try to go live Friday and open a few boxes of Chronicles. So we'll see how that goes next week. Thank All you. right. Um, again, thanks for watching for me and the guys. We will see you next week. Right here.